My name is Viva Isimoya, a recent pharmacy school graduate. Welcome to Before Pharmacy School Podcast. Just like the name implies, what exactly do you wish you knew before pharmacy school? I got you covered. Join me every Thursday to learn common mistakes students make, important tips that will help you navigate pharmacy school, and everything you need to know about pharmacy school. Today, we are speaking with the founder of Innovamp Initiative, which is a startup SME that focuses on innovating, inventing, and revamping solutions to the healthcare problems in Africa. Joining me is Fam Eberi Angela. Hi, Fam Eberi. Hi. Thank you very much for right, so, inviting me to be here. Thank you. So, I'd like to get to know you better. Please, can you introduce yourself to us? Okay. Um, my name is Eberi Okoli Angela. I am a pharmacist with um, about four years experience post-graduation. Mm-hmm. I am currently working in Abuja. I work with EHA, eHealth Africa, in the Federal Capital Territory. Like, as already been mentioned, I'm the founder of InnoVam. And um, I will basically keep it simple like that. Thank you. So what are the things you wish you knew before pharmacy school, which InnoVamp is currently addressing? Okay. There are things I knew when I was in pharmacy school, but that was actually when I was about to graduate. Okay. That was why I decided to create a niche where that problem will be resolved okay. through InnoVamp. So while about graduating, I did a lot of research, asked a lot of realistic questions by interacting with people who graduated long before me, people who have been in the system, and um, people who think at some point they got it wrong. So I love to ask that question a lot. Mm. Like what you just asked, what do you think uh, you could have done differently if Mm. you knew earlier? So I discovered mostly three. I'll just focus on these three. First is inability to skill up. A lot of pharmacists don't think they need more skills after they have graduated from pharmacy school. They feel they are exhausted. They think they have learned enough. And um, that makes them suffer in the system. For instance, a community pharmacist might focus only on his knowledge of pharmacotherapeutics, pathophysiology and all of that. Um, Knowledge of drugs, compounding, dispensing. But that is like 20% of the skills you need as a community pharmacist. For instance, if you do not understand shelving, if you do not understand customer management, like customer relationship, if you don't understand team building, you might only remain a local pharmacist. You might not be able to build a pharmaceutical business mm. in a community pharmacy. If you do not understand telemedicine, if you do not understand counseling, those are skills that you do not actually learn in pharmacy school. Yeah, counseling is taught, but the practical thing is not really taught in pharmacy school. It's something you have to go and learn. Yeah. And um, it's, it's a skill that a lot of people do not get to teach you. You have to go outside of your comfort zone to learn it. Uh, the second thing is finding your career path early, knowing where exactly you want to do on time and yeah. sticking to it. For instance, while in practice, I usually do attach in a community pharmacy school during the holidays so okay. that I understand how the system works. So I would see pharmacists who are in community setting, getting their master's in pharmacology or public health, 
you know, all of those other areas that is not related to their area. And they know nothing about getting an MBA, which is the most important thing they need for that area. They don't know anything about customer relationship management, uh, mm. team building, yeah, hospital management, system, public health system management and all of that. So you would be thinking that they have a bigger plan for something like, you know, let's say a pharmacist that is going out to get pharmacology as his master's degree. Mm-hmm. So in the long run, when you engage them in a conversation, you understand that they are actually hoping to go into academics. They want to become lecturers. So they get trained in areas that have nothing to do with what they currently practice. And uh, they're not making any other move towards becoming a lecturer apart from getting those master's degrees. The disadvantage I noticed in it is that, for instance, if you are interested in hospital and you, you don't get a job in the hospital setting early and you don't really prepare yourself towards that area early, you might be in community for five years. The next year you get a job in, let's say, drug detailing in the pharmaceutical industry. You do another five years there, then you jump into academics. So at the end of 20 years, that person is still young in different sectors and have not really mm. grown. It's not, it's not a master of any area. What happens there is that there is no career growth. You're still going to be earning. For those that are interested in the financial gain of practice, you might see beginning as first stage pharmacy. So you are still struggling with those in locum, in locum setting and still earning the entrance incentive or whatever comes with it. So that is very poor for practice. That is like being everywhere and nowhere. So mm. I learned that when I was about to graduate. And it's one of the things that encouraged me to set up Novam. The third thing I'm going to mention is related to the first one. When I said the pharmacists think that they know enough. So lack of um, proper self-development. So I have mentioned the fatigue that we experience after graduation that makes us think that all we have is enough. The second one is lack of professional development. And the third one is lack of personal development. You said something about finding your career path early. And then you were also talking about the pharmacist jumping from one career path to another and then ending up as still a baby in the pharmacy space, right? Yes, I do. Okay, well, wouldn't you say for somebody who doesn't really know which career path to take now, I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't it be okay if he's testing the waters, so to speak? If you're trying to test the waters, why don't you understand where the water is flowing to, for instance? Okay. You cannot use yourself to experiment life. You have to learn from those who've been there. Mm. That's what mentorship is about. You have to ask questions. Okay, um, let me bring it back again. If you say, why not you test the waters? Why don't you know what's done? Why didn't people test failing in pharmacy school and drop out and come back? Do you understand? So yeah. you cannot use yourself as an experiment for failure. Yeah. You have to ask questions. What does it feel like? What does it take? Then you begin your journey from there. First of all, you have to understand the different areas that are open for pharmacists where can i practice is it community is it industry is it academics do you want to go into public health do you want to go into telemedicine do you want to go into any other area research and all of that when you have discovered the areas that are existing you come back to yourself and 
discover your strengths and your weaknesses. What am I good at? For instance, someone like me, I like buying and selling. I love to convince people. I love to drag a crowd to myself, like convince people to follow what I think. That mm. gives me power in marketing and influencing people. Okay. Mm. So because I know I have that strength and I like to see a change around me, I know that entrepreneurship is my path. I can be creative. I can change. I can look at something like this and say in the next 10 years, what is this going to look like? Okay. Let me start designing something that can work. Mm. So I love innovating. I love inventing. So that has actually led to some of the success we've experienced in Innova and more that is coming. So when I have discovered my path and my weaknesses and I look at these other areas that are open for a pharmacist, if I'm someone that knows how to impact knowledge, I'm going to, of course, put in all my energy in academics. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm not lecturing, I can create a system that makes lecturing easier. Okay. In that sense, I will now look at the areas that are open and pick two or three options that could work for me and begin to learn, go into mentorship, understand what this three is all about, ask questions about who has succeeded, who are the best guys in the team, who are the best people, who are the people that have broken record. I begin associating with them. I begin to read about what they've done, what they have done differently, what has made them stand out among others. If it is from a circle industry I like, I'll read about Stella Okoli. I'll read about founders of GSK, Pfizer, and all of that. What makes the multinationals different from the locals? Mm. So when I'm done with that, I will now put myself in the picture. Get mentors from those areas. By the time you have screened these three, you will find the two that actually makes you excited, that when you wake up in the morning, you're eager to get up from your bed and say, this is what I want to do. Now, when you begin to do that, you begin to push in your energy in this two. Begin to build yourself. Take relevant courses that will make your CV stand out. So that whenever you submit your CV, they'll be like, okay, this is a guy for us. You cannot carry public health experience and go and be applying for a job in a research institute. What, what are you going to do there? First of all, you're not a person that can sit down in a lab for 24 hours. That's a research person. If your, your strength is to go and meet people, you cannot stay in it. You cannot live your whole life in a lab. So they've already screened you out. If you don't have any business experience, you've never worked in a community pharmacy, you have never taken a business, maybe introduction to business development and all of that, and you're applying for an MBA, you will not get the admission. Mm. So that's the reality of it, and that's how it works. Wow. So um, can you tell us a little bit more about Innovamp? What is about? What motivated you to start it? Um, what were the challenges that you faced? You know, just basic things about Innovamp. Before I started Innovamp, I started my entrepreneurship journey when I learned about uh, entrepreneurship itself. I got admitted into a fellowship. That was the first fellowship I was admitted to before I did a couple of others. That was within my 400 level to 500 level for graduation. So the first time I had the knowledge of entrepreneurship, what creativity is about, what innovation is about, I started thinking of Okay, what problems are there in pharmacy? What problems can I solve? What can we do better? Mm. So, um, Innovac is actually a follow-up of my first invention, which is what we call the PharmaSet, the okay. tool that I designed for pharmacy undergraduates. So okay. that has to do with um, reducing the ambiguity in the pharmacy curriculum. So I've now thought about, okay, I've also discovered problem in career mismatch, people not understanding which area to go, people not understanding 
what they should be doing better, which courses they should, you know, building your career journey. So I decided that, okay, this should not be only for pharmacists. I also have, like I mentioned earlier, interprofessional collaboration. While as an intern, I discovered there is always this fight between pharmacists and who is in power, yeah. and, and nurses, lab scientists. Okay, what if we create a system where we give these people a chance to work together and see what it feels like to be a team, like it's done in developed countries? Since the other people have already gotten it wrong and they are still sending the wrong message every day, let's work with the younger people. Let's show them a different way of doing this thing. Let's give them a better option and make them a team. Let's set up projects that make them work together, collaborate, so that as we are improving pharmacies, we're also improving nurses, we're also improving doctors, we're also improving medical lab scientists. Everyone inside one umbrella to work together. That is where Innovam comes in. So as we are inventing new pharmacy and other projects that we are not working on because we have to finish one before we get to the other one yeah. currently we are working on pharmacy so we are innovating we're structuring so the revamping has to do with the health system that is already distorted we're trying to find a way to revamp the healthcare system so that is where interprofessional collaboration comes in innovating has to do with our mode of learning we are building a system where people can develop themselves personally without being in any new classroom we are also bringing in physical projects, but we are trying to bring innovative ways to make learning easier. So that is yeah. how Innovamp came about. And those are the problems we are addressing. Yeah. So what does Innovamp offer pharmacy undergraduates? Uh, what we offer them is the same thing we offer other undergraduates. We train them in personal development and professional development. We prepare them for graduation. When they finally mm. come out, we don't want them to be like me when I graduated. The first one year after graduation is always the most confusing. Mm. You're struggling to get internship. You're struggling to understand what you really want. You're preparing for PEP. You're looking for information and mm. all of that. It's the most confusing person, uh, confusing time for every young pharmacist so far. So we're trying to make it easier. While they are still in school, we bring in free trainings. We bring in courses that make them more relevant, that build their CV, so that when they come out, you will not hear you need five years experience to become a starter, because that's one of the major problems we are actually facing when you graduate. You see the qualifications, you have all the knowledge, but they will tell you that you need so-so-and-so long-term experience. So what if when they are in year four, they are volunteers in an organization, they are able to understand that they have to actually learn what data analysis is about. They understand what basic life support is. So we expose them to these things early so that it doesn't look all new when they come up. So what we offer them is training. Mm. Training, exposure. We are brought in mentorship. We are also bringing in collaboration, extension projects where they can learn from people from other countries. When I mean other countries, I mean developed countries. Mm. We have brought in partnership with pharmacists, in the US under the PO's ambassadorship program, which is something that we are still working on. And very soon it will start working and it's going to be all free for pharmacy students. So that's one of the projects we have for pharmacy students. We're also bringing in the interprofessional collaboration where we'll set up public health projects, where we bring in pharmacists, nurses, med lab, doctors, all in the same umbrella. We teach them how the healthcare system should work. Mm -hmm. 
this is who introduces the patient to the doctor. This is what the doctor does. This is what how the doctor collaborates with the nurse. This is how the doctor collaborates with the pharmacy. This is how the doctor collaborates with medical lab scientists. This is the pattern the patient has to go yeah. until he leaves the clinic. This is who follows up. Who, this is who reports to who. At the end of the day, this is how a team works together. Everybody is answerable to everybody. There's no head in the healthcare system. So we are trying to build that system in Africa to make them understand that this is how it's supposed to be. And with that way, we believe that we can influence policies to take, a, take us out of the charade that we found ourselves in the healthcare system. Probably the life of the patient might begin to matter again, but we have to do something instead of just holding our hands and waiting and complaining. So you mentioned that Innovam basically trains undergrads and also offer them exposure so that they come out to be better pharmacists, medical doctors, and so on. So what would you say are the most, some of the most important skills an undergrad should learn? All right, great. So for an undergraduate, depending on their level, for the starters, maybe year one, year two, should understand time management. They should understand collaboration. They should understand team building. They will have to understand effective communication. Now, these are the things that are taken away from us in school, strategically, without knowing. For yeah. instance, as a pharmacy student, if you don't understand something and you ask for help, everybody already begins to look down on you. I don't, I don't know if that's your, your experience, too. No. You're trained to work independently, especially in the exam hall. Yes, in the exam hall, yeah. So at a point, that becomes a part of you. You have to ask questions for yourself. You have to try to figure it out yourself. It now looks like everybody has to fend for themselves. Meanwhile, that is not how the real world works. In the real world, you have to be a team. You have to understand how to work together. So that skill is already missing because of our system of education for health professionals. You're trained to work even if there is nobody around. Mm. So for when they are starting in year one, year two, there is this talk of display of perfectionism. You have to get it right. You won't, You don't want to make mistakes. So we are trying to let them understand how to work as a team, how to manage their time, because everybody is always shouting bulky curriculum and all of that. Mm. But what if we, the curriculum is not so bulky? Because if you compare it with what is obtainable outside the country, you might understand that maybe it's the basic amenities that is really missing from ours. Mm. But if we are able to manage our time properly, we might be able to get it right. We might be able to organize ourselves better. So yeah, so organizational skill is also part of what we train. And those ones in our model, they are free. So those are for the starters. Now, those that are already coming up, we take them on mentorship in career development, career path discovery. We even bring in mentors to coach them in the area, to introduce the basics to them so that by the time they see what they really want, they can begin their career journey on time. So that's what we do for them. Okay, so Innovam basically helps to guide um, undergrad students in building their career path, right? Exactly. Okay, so how is the importance of volunteering as the pharmacy student? Okay, volunteering. Volunteering is, first of all, I define it as getting work experience, getting unpaid job experience. Some people who do not understand it or really underrate 
the power of volunteering. Volunteering is you being on the job without you being on the job. You're sitting back, backstage, and you're watching how it's done. A lot of people have gotten to their career journey earlier than they would have because of the volunteering experience they have gained. A lot of people have gotten networks, top networks that they wouldn't have had if they were sitting in the class like everyone else. For me, volunteering have done a lot of magic for me. A lot of things that I know, a lot of people that I know. Maybe 80% of the things I learned were not in the class, of course. I wouldn't have been thinking the way I am thinking if I was just learning pharmacology and pharmacognosy and pathophysiology and all of that. So volunteering is almost everything, everything that you need in the real life. So whatever area that you are, volunteering is what you need in your CV, on the job. For instance, let's say I graduate in 2018, but I have been volunteering in public health setting from 2015, okay? Maybe as a year three student. So when I now graduate and I'm looking for a job in an NGO, and they tell me how many years experience do you have in in working as a public health pharmacist? I will not write that I started in 2018. My experience started in 2015. So my classmates who graduated with me would have maybe, let's say I'm for a job in 2019. So my classmate has one year experience and I have three years experience. So if the job requires more than two years of experience, I will be taking my colleagues to the job. So that's how it works. Even for school, that's how it works too. So it helps your line of experience and it helps your know-how on the job. So what exactly would be your personal advice to a student's common school, an entry level and also current um, 200 level, 300 level student? Okay. To keep it simple, I'll just advise that they understand what they're into. They understand they put in all the time to succeed and get the good grades. That's like the number one thing now. While putting in the good grades, also look out for what you want to do afterwards and then make sure you design a unique path for yourself. And there's always scary stories out there. Don't suck yourself in it. Take back your energy and build it because it is only these outstanding people that will get the best positions. So don't sit down there and think that the system is so terrible. Just be good at what you do and be the best. This should work for everybody, okay? I will, I will just recommend the most important thing you need to do as a pharmacist is to know pharmacy. Know all the areas that you should know. But then, understand yourself too. Choose your area on time and begin to work on it on time. And don't get distracted. It's a very busy world for us. So don't expect to come out and rest. There is no resting place for you. You are in this and you're in it. So... And I just wish them all the best for us. We need to be the best. So they have to get all the best. That's all for me. So as an entrepreneur and a founder of an organization, what would your advice be for somebody who wants to follow in your line of path, in your career path? If the person has the, the natural instinct of entrepreneurship, it's always good to learn early and um Give mentorship, ask questions a lot before you you go in 
okay? Get trained. If you have to get someone who has belonged in the journey. For instance, I have been coached severally by people like Pamabimbola Adebaki and um, several other entrepreneurs in the system. So it has shown me that it's possible and that you can actually do much better than what the system offers us. So I would advise anyone who wants to take the same journey to do the same and just keep your head straight and know that it's difficult but it's doable. So that's it. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. So um, how can pharmacy undergraduates, how can they reach out to Innovam? Okay, we have representatives. I don't okay. know which, you, you mean those in Nigeria, yes? Yes, those in Nigeria. What we do is that when we get into a country, we engage their national organization. And through that, we, we bring in ambassadors, more of our volunteers who represent us across the schools in that country. So we make communication easy for those that want to reach us via our social media handles. They can just send us a message on any of our social media handles, either Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or those that are in other countries that we are currently moving in. For instance, we are currently moving into Tanzania mm -hmm. and we are recruiting ambassadors now. So it's easier for them. They can just get to their ambassador in the school and reach us. We even send out our WhatsApp handles for those that want to chat with us directly. So we try to be out there and very reachable because accessibility is one of the things that we ensure to make sure that who is in need of us finds us on time. Yeah, please what's your Instagram handle and other social media handles that you can reach out to. Okay. We use Innovam Arrays for all our handles basically. So if you type mm. Innovam Arrays on either Instagram, LinkedIn or Facebook you'll find us. Okay. Thank you so much for joining once again. I really, truly appreciate it. And I'm sure everyone that's listening would have gained one or two things from this. Thank you so much. Thank you, Fizzle. Thanks for inviting me. All right. I do have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to that episode of Before Pharmacy School. I'm sure you gained a lot and learned something new. Do share this with your friends, family, and anyone you think this would be beneficial to. And see you next Thursday for another exciting episode.